The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening, Black Focus Radio? Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. Also, check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, uh, and Twitter. Yeah. And if you miss any part of the show, you can always go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Black Focus Radio, and we are there. We are now on 10 different platforms, so there is no reason whatsoever as to why you can't find us, okay? So make sure you check us out. Also, go out to the website. If you got to go and tool around the city today, maybe you're hanging out in the line over at Burlington Coat Factory, <laughs> then you can listen to the show while you're waiting for six hours to buy that pair of jeans that you don't need because you gained 20 pounds during the stay-at-home order. I'm just saying. Well, you probably not. Yeah. I'm just saying. And, oh, by the way, some of you all that are on Facebook, you're going to see the bandage on my, on my neck. I had a small procedure yes, this morning. Uh, it was called, what is it called, a cervical trans... Um, something. That's where they stick the needle in my neck. Actually, they're sticking it into my vertebrae uh, because I've been having some problems. So, uh, you know, and they've had us, they wouldn't let me have the procedure. I usually get it every four months. So it's been like six months. And my back has been really hurting a lot. So this morning, I, I was finally able. They called me like yesterday. They said, hey, Mr. Coleman, you know, that we're opening back up. So uh, if you want to schedule a procedure, you can. I said, when, you, when can I schedule it? Well, we got an opening tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. I said, I'll be there. <laughs> I was there at 8.30. <laughs> you ready to get it in. Man, you just have no idea. I've been in a lot of pain. I don't show it. But, man, it's, this back thing ain't playing. I'm gonna be honest with you. So yeah, you're pretty, you're pretty strong, brother. So uh, well, I get it from my mom. Hey, if she she 91 can fall and and crack a vertebrae in her neck and she's still kicking like a fat rat old school style, hey, it, it runs in the family, I guess. But good but, genes, brother. But uh, yeah, that's why I got the bandage on my neck. So I'm a little I'm a little hurt this morning, but I'll be okay. Tomorrow is my birthday, so there will be a recorded show tomorrow. So, because uh, I'm going to be kicking it like a fat rat old school style. What we got up, dog? Uh, I don't know, but I'm I'm going to do something tomorrow. Okay. So, I'm just going to let y'all know. So, we won't be in tomorrow. I'll probably, might even run that old Prince in a, um, 
uh, Morris Hayes interview from the 24th of April. Might run that again. Now, that would be cool. You know, that people, cool. considering it's my birthday, and then they're on Sirius, they've got the um, – They've got the Prince celebration going on on Sirius Radio where they're playing Prince all all month long. You know, I kind of think they did that for my birthday. So, uh, uh, I know so, you wore some blouses back in the day. Come mm, on, come on a minute. No, I was I was I was a Prince fan, but I was a I was a time band disciple, which means I dressed like the time band back in the day. That's what everybody says. You know, oh no, bro, we did. You know, know, somebody's well, going to find some pictures and hey, send me some pictures of you. I'm telling in you. In your blouse. No. No, didn't didn't have any of those French cut blouses. Bouffant hair with your bouffant hair. No, I had the fro now. I ain't going to lie about that. The fro was happening. No, nah, I'm talking about the perm. No, I, on, don't no, do I didn't, don't I didn't do, that. do the perm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I didn't do the perm. But uh but see when we were in school, we dressed up to go to school. There was I had one pair of blue jeans. All through high school. I didn't buy jeans. I didn't wear jeans. Uh, when I finally started wearing jeans, I only wear one style of jeans. You know what they are? No, tell me. 501s, baby. Button fly. Hey, that's old school right there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey. I got you. You know. I got you. So, but, uh, but no, we dress like the time band. You know, they, you know, they wore suits and ties. That's what we did. We wore suits and, sti- suits and ties to high school. That's that's just what it was. It, it was dressing for success back in the day. Okay. So that's how we did it. So I don't know what y'all, you know, did, but we didn't we didn't play that, you know. And then we'd stand in front of the trophy case, and if you looked, you walked by and you were, man, what you got on, man? What you got on, huh? What you got on? No, man, no. Come on, man. Let me let me tell you how to do that. So that's how we did it back in the day. So anyway. Eight five 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 two five five six eight three is the number. That's how you get in touch with us. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, uh, Robert. And we're gonna do black facts here in just a moment. But did you happen to see the interview last night on CNN with Chris Cuomo and Roddy Bryant and his attorney? I did not. We're gonna play it. We gotta play it. We gotta play it. I mean, what am I gonna get from it? <laughs> Comic relief. And Robert, this is, this is from who now? The guy, the third guy who was who was dude. I care not to hear anything he has to say. Robert, you you won't hear whatever anything. They, whatever they, whatever tree somebody you, decides to hang in, man, I will send money for their. Robert, but no, you've got to hear it. It is a classic. I mean, I'm done with people trying to get sympathy for doing crazy. No, shit. it wasn't sympathy. You just, I'm telling you, it's, it it was so bad. That another attorney firm posted it on YouTube and said, this is how you are not to be a lawyer. He should be disbarred. It was that bad. <laughs> We're going to play it. Trust me. You got you to hear it. You got to hear it. Oh, by the way, word is that Godzilla was, was, was seen off the coast of Florida, headed to the United States. So we got killer hornets. We got uh, what was it? Murdering ex cops. Uh, what was it? Giant flies. We got COVID nineteen. We got tornadoes. We got winter in spring. Gosh. And now Godzilla's on the way. What else do we need in America? I just gotta say this before we go on. 
I got a I got a nice little message in Facebook, mm-hmm. and I want to say to the person that sent me the message mm-hmm. since you say you listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Long as white people celebrate black people being murdered, mm-hmm. I will celebrate white people being murdered. So Robert, do what you do when you feel like doing it. Did uh holler back at your boy. Mm. Oh man, that's that's a little rough. Nah, man, I'm just tired of that. So someone sent you a message. They sent me a message and said, um, because of who you are. I think it is really terrible for you to post what you posted on your page. Mm. So, well, they're not going to want to hear the story about the black guy who was killed two six white guy, white people. Probably not. I thought about you when I read that story. I'll tell you about it here in a little bit. Okay, but again, like I said, I'm I'm tired. I'm not playing. I'm not doing that no more. Robert ain't playing, y'all. I'm not doing that. Look, no more. I ain't never seen Robert look like that. And he looked like that. So I'm just saying. And to that point, uh, here's a meme that I posted the other day. 78 black men and boys killed by police. Yeah. I'm just saying. I can't do that no more with y'all. I'm just saying. So y'all. Y'all want to be liberal? Y'all want to be righteous and liberal? Do so. But you come my way, you better come with something. That's right. I ain't playing with it. Go get strapped. I'm telling you, folks. I'm tired of this, man. This is craziness. It is because, see, now the story is coming out about the sister in Louisville. Where we, we talked about that a month ago. Uh, then, I don't know, but a gospel a gospel artist was killed in Houston over the weekend by police. Yeah, but it's like you, you, die, the, you die these deaths by a thousand cuts, right? So mm-hmm. it's, not, it's bad enough that, you're, that the, whoever the person is is not shot by the police. But then you go about completely trying to destroy them as a person. Yep. You know what? They uh, they got a, They jumped in a swimming pool buck naked at a party. I don't care. What does that have to do with him being dead? Mm. Is, was, is there a life sentence? Is there a death sentence for jumping in a pool without any with, with skinny dipping? Is, mm. that, is that like a crime? Mm. Is it punishable by death? I'm mm. just curious, right? Mm. And you, it's like, it's like you constantly, you're constantly cutting me up, and then you look at me and go, "But had you just been quiet? Mm-hmm. Had you just..." got out your car, mm-hmm. had you just not been black, mm-hmm. you'd still be alive. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, at some point, at some point, somebody somewhere got to say enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling black folks, the guys, my two heroes, my two heroes, Mikhail and Xavier. Xavier Robert is going in early on the show. We they, haven't even done black flags yet. They were military men, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. this is the thing that's interesting about this. America has declared war on us, mm-hmm. but we're praying for them. Mm-hmm. America has declared war on us, mm-hmm. but we're praying for them. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. these bro- these other two brothers, they realized that America was declaring war, and they went about to do what they needed to do because they understand what war looks like. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We just want to talk, and we want to have conversations. We posting pictures of our kids on there. And asking people not to kill them. What kind of, sh- what, who does that? Mm-hmm. How can you say you free in America mm-hmm. and you got to post a picture of your child? Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell mm-hmm. you something that's really interesting about that. As, as, uh, as Dr. M said yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. When the colonies, when, when the colonizers, when they were going through it with England. By the way, that's Dr. Moses, uh, his, a, a doctorate in history from Arkansas Tech. They wrote and a- by the way. He was a white guy. He was a white guy. By the, they wrote a letter to England, essentially saying, listen, y'all killing our kids. 
Y'all taxing us. Y'all taxing us without representation. I mean, y'all just completely and totally disrespecting us. Mm-hmm. And if we cannot come to some kind of agreement, then we're going to have to try to succeed from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they did they succeed mm-hmm. by writing letters? Did they march? Mm-mm. No. Did they, they took sing? up arms. Kumbaya. They took up arms. We because, shall overcome. Because, again, the country we live in respects violence. Yep. Now, let me say this. Everything I'm saying today is in vain. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's in vain is because we have become a very docile community of black folk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't want to. We don't want to have confrontation because we want to be cool with white mm-hmm. people. We want them to like us. Mm-hmm. And the reason we're so outraged about these brothers getting murdered is because you know what? We feel like those of us who have made it to that next level, we feel like we are not like these other cats mm-hmm. who are being killed in our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when one when a cop kills one of us, mm-hmm. it's something totally different. Mm-hmm. Something I just can't deal with mm-hmm. because guess what? That's not how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm one of you. We is one. We are one. So we having these conversations. Everybody's everybody's saying whatever they want to say. But for me, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say about it. And the reason I have nothing to say is because I have seen what conversation leads to. Mm-hmm. Conversation leads to, to more nothing. black death. It leads to nothing. Conversation leads to nothing. Well, now if you're willing to write a letter like like the colonizers did to England, mm-hmm. and you say, mm-hmm. "Hey, we want to have a discussion," and, when, and if after the communications break down, then we are going to also have to declare war on you. Mm. Because at at this point, what else is left to do? I mean, think about it, man. This has been happening in America since since we got here. Yep, four hundred years. But the thing is, what's really important is that we have to understand that you can't have things like this happen. You can't have capitalism. Capitalism cannot be uh, the, most, the most wonderful thing in our country mm-hmm. if you expect black folks not to die at the hands of anybody. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I apologize for saying this, but black folks are not gonna move. Mm. Well. So the thing that we have to do, or myself, I can't speak for anybody else, I'm going to have to completely remove myself from the situation. And by remove myself, I mean I have to find a place that I can go where this no longer bothers me. Mm. Because black folks no are, are not going to fight. I'm going to find that place. Mm. Because black folks are not going to fight for what is right. We mm. want it done, but we waiting on the Lord to come back and do it. Mm. I, I wonder if that slave who died in 1621, I wonder, I wonder, when they prayed to the Lord, and they saw him in heaven, did he? Did they say to him, hey, Lord, I left some friends down there. Can you go back and help them? And did it take the Lord, what has it been now, 500, 400 years? Mm-hmm. Still ain't no help come yet. Mm. But we're still praying. Yeah. We're still marching. Yeah, we're, we're still, still crying. Singing. Yeah. And we're still dying. Still burying our, still burying our children, mm-hmm. burying mm-hmm. our parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, White men will kill you about a white woman. They will put you to death for a white woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But black folks in the black community, they ain't the same. Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna put nobody to death for a black woman. Well, Sandra Bland, we ain't put nobody to death. Well, let me give you another name. Her name is Brianna Taylor. In the early morning hours of March 13th, 2020, Louisville Metro Police broke into her home, murdered her. They shot her eight times 
as they were looking for someone that did not live in her house. Someone was already, the one person that they were already looking for, he was already in police custody. By the way, no one has been charged for her murder. Why would they? And here's the thing. Why would they? No, seriously, why would she, they? She was an EMT. No, seriously, why would they? Well, no, I mean, I mean, I want to, I want to have a real serious conversation for just a second, mm-hmm. all right? Well, okay, let's do that. Okay, uh, let's. I'm just gonna use that as our black fact for today. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on JoyNetRadio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give me a call at six one five 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 four zero five six eight, and I'll hook you up with a nice, nice package. All right, let's continue this conversation because I, I think, you know, people, when they hear, hear us talk this way, they say, oh, y'all are so radical. But I've been quoting Malcolm X now all this week, and I'm going to quote him again. You get your freedom. By the way, we may be getting Malcolm X's daughter on the show in up. the coming weeks. Uh, you get your freedom by letting your enemy know that you're willing to do anything to get your freedom. Then and only then will you be free. And as we get ready to commemorate the move bombing that took place tomorrow, 1985, May 13th, where they bombed out a whole black family who, had, who was self-sufficient, who didn't depend on the government, and they bombed that house, and they burned down a whole block. What Robert is saying is so true. Y'all can get mad all you want, but at some point, you're going to have to start, we're going to have to let them know that we're going to protect our our men, our children, and our women. I'm tired of you all posting stuff on Facebook where I see police beating the hell out of black children. I'm tired of that. I will never post that on my page. Okay? At some point, black people have got to get upset. We got to get angry. And then we got to get organized. Okay? And let them know we're not going to take this anymore. It's not acceptable. And as you say it, so Breonna Taylor, you know what they're saying? What? They're saying it's her fault that they broke into the wrong house and killed her. How is it her fault? G- good question. How is it her fault? That you get that right? The, the Louisville Police Department is saying that they broke into the look. They broke into the wrong house. Yeah, but that's my point about death by a thousand cuts. I mean, it's just it's not it's not bad enough that you kill someone who looks like me, but not only that, it was their fault. Not only that, they were doing something that they shouldn't have been doing. Not only that, I mean, you just got a, you just got a list of things, a plethora of things that you can list that all these reasons are the whys. You got a ton of whys of, well, you know what? If this hadn't happened, then everything would have been okay. Uh-huh. At what point does somebody say, I'm done? I'm done with this. You can no longer do this. It's no longer acceptable. Now. You people are talking about. You got Joe Biden who's saying uh, he deserves justice. Ahmad deserves justice. Well, this ain't just started happening. This ain't been happening in isolation. I mean, when and by the way, Joe, was, when he was, your crime bill is part of the reason they're doing a lot of this too. When Joe was vice president. Was he saying the same thing? Mm-mm. I mean, by the way, was Barack saying anything? Ooh, well, I, he, he ooh, did. He did. Ooh, I, I will give him ooh. credit. He did come out when uh, Trayvon was murdered. He did come out. How many? Uh, how many more people were killed under his watch? Hello. 
how many people were killed on whose watch? On the uh, Barack's watch. There were quite a few more after Trayvon Martin. Somebody, too. somebody just sent me a text, and I have to address it. Okay. They said I'm, I'm, I'm more negative on black folks than I am white folks. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. How are you being negative by I, telling black people they need to defend themselves? I don't know, but that's that's how black folks do. That's the black folks who don't want you to do it because they stay in white folk what, neighborhoods with white folks. <laughs> they stay on that island. I don't understand that. Enjoy, I mean, enjoy your island. You're sitting here telling black people to empower themselves, protect themselves, protect their women, protect their men, protect their children, and that's negative on black folks? Now, I will tell you that part of the reason that this stuff continues to happen is because black folks are not doing what they need to do to protect their communities. Well, we're not, not only that, I know we're not monolithic, and we're not going to all have the same thoughts and, and, and have the same. You're monolithic when it comes to the police when they want to bust your head to the white meat. But at some point, at some point, we have to convalesce around an issue and say, okay, how are we going to move forward? This is how we're going to move forward, and this is how that looks, right? Because I can't, I, me personally, I can't. I can't take the the, con- the continuous um, abuse that comes with this, right? Because it's, it's it's constant abuse, man. I mean, you're constantly being abused. By the way, we're calling Mitch McConnell's office today. Sounds good. You're constantly being abused. And you know why we're calling him? No, tell me. Okay, well, I'll tell you in a little bit. Just but we're, but we're You're on your soapbox. Get on back no, up there. we're constantly being abused. And... It seems that we're comfortable with it. We're comfortable in this abuse. And I understand that as black folks, we take a lot of hell in America. I don't disagree with that. But it don't stop unless we stop it. Hello? You can't. I mean, people always talk about how do you stop an abuser? How do you stop a bully? You stand up to a bully. Okay. You, you stand up You punch to him. him in the nose. You punch him in the face. That's why somebody needs to punch Donald Trump in we, the nose. What we did was we Hello, decided Sister we, were gonna be, we were going to be allies with our bully. You can't be an ally with your bully. We're going to pray with him. I can't pray for him. <laughs> Anybody else who want to pray for him, feel free to do your thing. Here's what I would love I black people do to do. Black people should treat white racists like Jews treated Nazis. Jews are hunting ex-Nazis today. World War II happened in 1945. Yeah. And that Nazi can be 102 years old. Yeah. And Jews still want a piece of him. Always. Every day. They still want him to go to jail. They ain't saying, hey, uh, let's break bread together and pray about it. They're not saying that. They're simply saying, hey, he committed an atrocity. He needs to go to jail. Yeah. There are those, when you see those pictures of, you know, I posted a picture the other day of the black man being burned in the fire. And there are multiple multiple ones out there. And those white men that were standing around cheesing at the camera, some of their young people, some of their children live today. Not none of them. All those people that are at the uh, the Truth and Justice Institute that was hung, those over 4,300 people that were hung, very few of their, their, the, their, the perpetrators spent one day in jail. Very few. 
and all black folks did was, oh, we we gonna we gonna we gonna join hands and and, and sing together. No. You take some one of my family members out. I'm just saying. I told y'all I'm not perfect like some of y'all. Robert I ain't perfect like you. No. You see, you gotta have some. You gotta have some casualties, man. You gotta have. Some, you see, we, we I'm have, coming for you. We are constantly giving bodies. We constantly, we constantly getting bodies. We they got they got tons of our bodies, tons. Constantly getting bodies. My thing is, in the Bible, it says, in the Bible, an eye for an eye. Now, Robert, that's the Old Testament now. So what They're on mean? the New Testament these days. No, 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 player. You can't have one part of it without We're having the other up. part. That's I it. tell them all the time that. Eye for an eye. It says eye for an eye in the Bible. In the Bible, it says it's okay to kill. But my thing is, I am tired. I am so damn tired of seeing people who look like me be murdered and then after they're murdered, they assassinate their characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy gets a speeding ticket, and guess what, Dave? He's a criminal. Mm-hmm. A speeding ticket now makes you a hardened criminal. Mm-hmm. I mean, where does this come from? We have allowed them to dictate to us who we should care about and who we shouldn't care about. I can't do it no more. I got to disassociate myself from it. Because the thing that bothers me is the more I watch this happen, the angrier I become. Yep. And I don't become – now, this is the thing, though. I'm going to say this. I'm, 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 I, I am angry about the shooting itself, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm more so angry about what I read after the shooting. Yep. How people can be so insensitive to say things like, well, you know this is not to happen, right? Okay, tell me how. Why is all of the blame placed on the victim? Well, let me take that back because they don't call them victims. Suspect. Yep. They're a suspect. Mm-hmm. And then to add insult to injury, even if they make it to, to a point where they charge him, they find him not guilty. Yep. Now, that has always bothered me. The reason they always find them not guilty is that people have to realize who we are to people. Mm. Right? We are all scary people. And for some white folks, the police are there to protect the white folks from the black folks. Mm, mm, so mm, when mm. you go to court and they've killed a black man, a black woman, they say, you know what, it's terrible that they did that, but that's what we need them for. So that when these people come for us, we got them. Mm, so we can't start mm, locking them up for killing them. Mm, we can't do it. Mm, can't do it. I cannot think of one case. I can't think of one. Well, I'll take that back. The one in South Carolina where the dude shot him in the back. I think he was convicted. He was. That's the only one I can think he was. of. There have been more egregious cases than that, and these guys have not even been convicted. But see, he, some of them haven't even been. He charged. wouldn't have been convicted had there not been that cell phone video, where he was planning. He planted a gun. Remember? Yeah. By his but body, Dave. And then the guy who did the cell phone video, mm-hmm. you know what they did to him? What? They arrested him. Yeah, but Dave, we've had we've had eyewitness accounts. Yep. People have went in, said in the said in the jury, said in the jury box, not a jury box, but a witness box, and testified that they saw that man not identify himself as police, and he put two in him and killed him dead. And we saw Eric Garner live on TV, and they said he didn't he didn't choke him. Rodney King. I mean, Jesus, there's a list of people who have been beaten or and or killed by police, and they walk. Now people say it all the time. I want them to be charged. 
No, mm, no, no. I don't give a damn if you mm -mm. charge them. They need to be convicted. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about this, man. I give you, I give you an excellent example. I don't know if y'all remember uh, Amadulo Diablo. Yep. Y'all remember him in New York? Diallo. Diallo. Y'all yep. remember him, right? This brother, while he was killed in New York, in Bronx, they got to change a venue. They said the they said the jury was prejudiced. Black folks was prejudiced against the police. Black folks was prejudiced against the police. Therefore, they couldn't get a fair trial. Now, that's insulting to me. You know why that's insulting to me? Why is it insulting to you, Robert? Because black men are tried. Let me go back. I didn't do that right. Innocent black men are tried. Uh, evidence that would incarcerate, that would uh, exonerate, that, are, that would exonerate them. Hidden, mm -hmm. convicted, some even put to death. Yep. And you don't talk to me about a fair trial. Mm -hmm. And when you say it about four white men who shot an unarmed black man, that's that's another cut. I mean, constantly cutting. Mm -hmm. You're constantly cutting. At some point, at some point, somebody somewhere has to say. I can't take no more cuts. I can't take it no more, right? I done bled all I can bleed. Every time I look in the mirror, I see these brothers look like me. Yep, look like my son. Look like me. They don't mm -hmm. look any different. They look like me. Mm -hmm. Tamar Rice got shot in a park with a toy gun. Yep. A toy gun in a park. Brother got shot in Walmart and killed over a gun at Walmart, a toy gun that Walmart was selling. Black man got killed with a mask on, and they asking everybody to wear a mask. At what point do we say, look, I'm done with this. I'm done. It's got to change. It's got to change. I mean, damn, what has to happen? I mean, it, they get more egregious yep. and nothing. No no major outrage. So, so here's the offshoot of the police killing black people and not being convicted. Now you got the George Zimmermans and you got the McMichaels. So now you've got it. And remember the case of the white, white guy in Florida who killed the black kid because he was playing his music too loud. This uh -huh. was after George Zimmerman. Right. So what you're having now is white men. And then remember the case I read yesterday where the, the mob stormed this black family south of North Carolina and led by an off-duty police looking for someone who didn't even live there. See, what you're having now is white men thinking that, oh, cops can do it, we can do it, and we can justify it by saying he did this or he did that. That's why the Arbery case is so offensive to me. They're all offensive. But they tried to justify it by saying, oh, he was at a construction site. Well, when the white folks came out and said, well, we've been at that construction site, too. We didn't get killed. And then they tried to say, oh, well, we were concerned about what was going on in the neighborhood because there had been crimes in the neighborhood. And then when you called the police, when USA Today called the police department and said and asked for a docket of crimes that had take pla taken place recently in that neighborhood, the closest they could get to was New Year's Eve night. In other words, there had been no reports of crime. No. And then you have the good old boy system who had decided that, hey, and I should say good old girl too, 
because the prosecuting attorney or the DA was a woman, a white woman, then you have her saying, oh, y'all just leave him alone. We're going we gonna, we gonna to drop this case. And had it not been for the video, young Aubrey would be laying in his grave and two racists would still be out on the street today. I'm like you, man. I've been fed up a long time ago. Well, let's bring it home for a minute. Just for a second. Just for like a half a click. Now, I learned something yesterday, and it troubled me greatly. In the history of Little Rock. Um, By the way, someone asked, do you feel differently about Micah Xavier Johnson killing five D- Dallas police, injuring nine others July 2016? What that mean? Do I feel differently? Uh, no, I don't feel differently. I applauded him. What, what do they mean? What's the, what, what is the question? That was the question. Do I feel differently? How would I feel different? I don't know. That was the I question. Celebrate, I celebrate my heroes killing them just like they celebrate their heroes killing us. Hey, Miss Georgia. Feel different. Come on, man. Y'all stop that foolishness. I'm simply saying, and the person upon this post, this was my brother. He, he don't, it's not, he's making a point there. No, I get that. Okay. But my point is this. I can't for the life of me understand why we allow this to continue. Now, like I said, I want to bring it home for a second. Because this is what's shocking to me. In the city of Little Rock, we've only had two votes of no confidence ever from the Little Rock FOP. In the history of Little Rock police uh, chiefs, we've only had two. Um, what's his name? Johnson, something Claude Johnson. And they're saying they're going to give one to your boy Humphrey. Now, let me tell you why that bothers me. Because not only are you going to kill us in the street, not only are you trying to kill us in the street, no, that ain't good enough for you. You also got to kill us in the building. You got to kill us in the building. You're going to kill us everywhere. We're getting killed at every turn. Why? What have, we, what have we done that is so important to kill us? Why is it so easy to kill us? And why do you do it with such ease and such comfort? How is that? What is it about us that makes that lets you feel comfortable killing us? I got to ask that question. Let me tell y'all something. If a police ever kill me, let me tell you the one thing I want y'all to do. I want y'all to kill every damn police you see. I'm just being truthful. I'm tired. I can't do it no more. If they kill me, y'all kill all of them. I don't want you to pray for Nan, Nan one. I don't, all I want is bullets flying. I don't want no conversation. I'm just being honest. I'm tired. I know y'all got to be tired too. Got to be. I mean, how does this continue to happen? Not only do they kill us, but then they make us they make us the problem. And guess what? The next time it happens, we're the problem again. You got you got cats, even your boy. Even what's what's the boy in Dallas? Um, Bokum John. Mm. You kill Bokum John, and then you say, hey, he was smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Dude had a job, going about his business, just living his life, just been a young kid. But no, now do you say, you know what? She messed up. What she did was terrible. Um, let's please forgive her something. No, you don't do that. You continue to tear him down. He was smoking weed, whatever else you can think of. A death by a thousand cuts. You just don't stop. You keep cutting away at it. At some point, just say, you know what? We made a mistake. 
I would feel better if they did this one time, David, and somebody came and said, you know what, um, we made a mistake. We made a terrible mistake. We're going to do everything we can to rectify it. Now, guess what, Dave? I feel a little better. Well, see, that's no different than the, the Louisville case that we just talked about, Breonna Taylor. But you're saying it's that, her fault. The same thing, in, the same right. thing in, in Texas when the woman was in her house and the dude shot her through the window. I mean, right. why can't you say, I apologize? We apologize. We were wrong. We made a mistake. Sometimes in our line of work, we make mistakes and people lose their lives. That, you know what? That makes more sense. But no, you don't do that. You go out and you just try to tear them apart. Well, you know they had a speeding ticket. Well, you know when they were 12. They jaywalked. Yeah, when they were 12. They, they stole a tussie roll. And they were charged with burglary and blah, blah, blah. I just want you to tell, I just want people to understand that we ain't got to accept it. We ain't got to accept it. We accept it. We don't have to. We just do. Constantly. And I'm going to say it again because I think it's important you know. If I get killed by the police, don't don't have no don't have no uh don't have no uh don't have no what what they call them things don't have no visual shoot kill folks I, I'm asking for that avenge me avenge me don't pray for me <laughs> I'm sorry because I'm tired man I'm tired of it and everybody else should be tired of it now let me say this let me say this because I think it's important that people understand where I'm coming from am I saying I'm gonna go out here tomorrow and start killing folks? No, I'm not saying that. No, that's not my thing. I'm not going to kill nobody if they ain't trying to kill me. But let, it, let me be clear. Let me be clear. If for some reason I ever come up dead under suspicious circumstances, because as far as I know, I'm pretty damn healthy. If I come up dead, no, don't, don't have no visual. Everybody get a gun. Go get a gun. Pick somebody. Get busy. No, don't mourn me. Don't mourn me. Do not mourn me with prayer. Mourn me with gunfire. If I'm tired, man. And I'm done. And that's Robert Webb climbing down off of his soapbox. He's tired. I've been tired. And at some point, you all have got to wake up my brothers and sisters. At some point, you know, I was I posted a video. If you get a chance, go out to Black Focus, my, my wall, on, well, David Coleman's wall, and look at the video of the Chinese people beating up an African. Go look at it. And here's a killer part about it. Africans, other Africans were standing around watching. He must have did something wrong. If those you get good, that right. If those good people were attacked. You had at least six or seven Chinese beating up an African, and there were three other Africans, men standing around, doing nothing. They have made us docile all around the world, and it's time for black people to gird up and arm up. Okay, yeah. it's time to put on your armor. And let people know that you're not going to take it anymore. Because it makes no sense. It you're not going to no take sense. it anymore. Because, see, the reason it continues to happen is we do nothing. I can, I'm sitting here in my mind we right pray. now. We pray. 
thinking about all of the protests that I've seen just within the last five years, from Trayvon Martin to uh, Mike Brown to uh, whomever it was, Sandra Bland. Y'all do the same damn thing. You march, you cry, you pray, and you continue to die. And at some point, we have got to say enough is enough. Now, look, we're not adv- I'm not advocating violence. I'm advocating self-defense. Listen, I'm doing the same thing America do. You declare war on me, I declare war on you. Right. America America don't say they ain't advocating violence. What the hell I got to say? Well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're advocating self-defense. See, when they killed uh young Albury the other day, like a couple of months ago, self-defense. What did they say? Self-defense. We killed him in self-defense. Self-defense every day. When day. when when George George Zimmerman killed Trayvon Martin, what did he say? Self-defense. Even though you, in both of those cases, you attacked him. I'm advocating self-defense. That's it. That's what I'm saying. At some point, we have got to defend ourselves. And if we're not willing to defend ourselves, then woe be unto us. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Stop this nonsense. Woe be unto us. I'm just saying. What's crazy to me is if you have a black man who kills a white man, if he if he lives to get arrested, first off, if he lives to get arrested, right, the system works in his favor. But it doesn't work in our favor. It never works in our favor. Never. Hardly ever. Okay, let, let's go back. It worked in OJ's favor, right? That's why white folks were so angry. Yeah, because he went free. See, see, let me let me explain something about the OJ thing. I personally think OJ is guilty. Was guilty. But I applauded his exoneration because that was the first time that I could remember that a black man had beat the white man's system. Well, now, let's let's rephrase that. That was the first time the white man's system didn't screw a black man. Well, you can use it that way. So my point is this. And let me give you another example. A cop kills a woman. That cop now is serving 15 years in jail. The woman he accidentally killed was white. Was white. And he was a policeman. And he was a police officer. And he feared for his life. And he was black. And he feared for his life. So no matter how you try to couch it and make it fit your narrative of, see, Dave, you and Robert are wrong. No, you can't say that. I'm not wrong. No, we're not. No, we're not wrong. I'm not see, wrong. people that are listening to I'm looking at my, my, my feeds. People are agreeing with us. See, people know, black people know, men and women know that it's time out for this. We've had enough. Now, at some point, it's time for us to start defending our own. It's time for us, it's time for us to take up arms. That's long past time. It boggled my mind last weekend when I saw the white boy in Subway with the rocket launcher. That boggled my mind. Not because... 
I had never seen a rocket launcher. It was because he had the unmitigated gall to tell the world to kiss his ass. And I will F you up. That's what it said. All these white boys running on these capitals, capitals with their weapons. What they're saying to you is we will F y'all up. And y'all sitting around praying about it? What the hell wrong with y'all? What's wrong with y'all? Man, I went to the pawn shop the other day looking for a pistol. And like I said, I'm, I'm one of AK-47. It's time, folks. It ain't that I'm going to commit violence, but when you bring it to my house, you know, there's an old saying we used to say back in the day when we played football, and you'd go up against another guy, and he thought he was better than you. Here's what we used to say. You better bring your lunch mm -hmm. because it's going to be an all-day sucker. Mm -hmm. And at this point, you better make sure that they bring the lunch because you come at me, oh, my God. I'm not bad. I'm not, I'm not trying to be Billy Badass or anything like that. But I'm going to defend mine. You're not going to punk me. But it's important to say this, Dave. It's important to hit, for them to hear this, Dave. You and I, Dave, we have a platform where we can express our frustration with this issue. There are brothers out there who don't. That's what's important for people to know. Yep. There are brothers out here in these streets who don't have the same platform. You know what? I get to come in here every day and I get to vent. Whatever it is is on my chest. It's brothers out there in these streets. They don't get that. <laughs> Y'all better wake up. I ain't the one you need to be worried about. <laughs> I'm the last one. Because honestly, if I shot somebody, technically, I, they could say mine was premeditated. So I ain't the one you need to be worried about. It's that brother out there in them streets who you need to be worried about. Because I ain't the only one feel this way. I ain't the only one feel this way. Yeah, you you all would be surprised with I ain't the only some one. of the conversations that I have with my friends. Yeah. Y'all would be shocked. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you think we're being radical. Oh, my God. If you heard some of the conversations I heard I have with my dogs, Y'all just don't know. And here's the killer thing about it. We old cats. Yeah. We old cats. We ain't trying to start nothing. You see what I'm saying? I'll be 59 years old tomorrow. But you know what? I talk to the young cats too. We ain't our, we ain't our grandparents. We ain't our grandparents. No, but let me tell you, let me tell you something. I listened to a couple of young cats. They were younger than me. And I just asked them a couple of questions. And the answers they gave me were shocking. Scary shocking, right? Because I thought I was the only one fed up. Mm -mm. Some of them ready to take up arms and go right now. I thought I was the only one fed up. <laughs> it ain't just me. <laughs> it's a lot of cats out there fed up. Mm. It's a lot of cats fed up. Some of them ready to take up arms and go right now. Right today. They ready to roll. Right Mr. They, Mr. David, that's how they, that's what they call him. Mr. David, you just don't know. I'm just buying my time. Yeah, man. I stay strapped. Yeah, man. This this is craziness. This is why we this is why we gotta get to the Crips and the Bloods and the gangster disciples. 
This is why we need to get to those brothers and let them know that, brother, the war is not between your people. The war that's coming is going to be against you. And you got to choose a side. I'm just saying. I'm just, like I said, Dave, I'm just tired. I'm just, I'm really tired. And, you know, the bad thing is at a point like this, people would say, you know, well, what do you want to see? Justice. Well, but, but more than that, more than that, more than that, right? I don't want lip service. I don't, I don't want lip service. Mm-hmm. I don't want lip service. I want to have a. I want to have a real conversation because this is the thing. Every year, six hundred million dollars comes into comes into Little Rock. Six hundred million, and this six hundred million dollars addresses uh, low income housing, unemployment, uh, fe- uh, housing for felons, uh, f- just money for felons, you name it to address every issue in our community. Six hundred million dollars a year okay you only got 89,000 people in Little Rock 89,000 black folks in Little Rock that's what the money comes in for to address the issues of the black community our plight is profitable you got 89,000 and some change and I know some of that includes kids but I just want to I just want to give you a little something I just want to give you a little something to think about for a little while that's all I want to do I just want you to think about this so, you got 89,000 people. You got $600 million that comes into our city. And you got 89,000 people. How much money do you think that is? You can just give them all a salary. You can give every black person in Little Rock a salary. And you, you got to worry about doing all this crazy stuff. Now, what's crazy about that is that $600 million comes in. I guarantee you not 100 million of it goes to black goes to black organizations mm-hmm. that does the same thing the white organizations do, right? But when you go to these white organizations, who do they hire? Death by a thousand cuts. They hire white people. Mm-hmm. But, they, but but their but their goal, their target market is the black community. Mm-hmm. Right? Death by a thousand cuts. So, let me give you another example. Of that. Remember the other day we were talking about Mississippi right. and the 94 million dollars that was stolen? Stolen yeah. for the welfare scandal. Yeah. Check this out. Just keep it in point on what you're saying. So here, here's the thing. What was purchased? And it, it, it has a chart, great chart. State-of-the-art volleyball stadium. Uh, they paid a retired wrestler motivational uh, self-help training. They paid, you heard about Brett Favre getting $1.1 million for not showing up for a speaking event. They bought three luxury vehicles. They played, paid rent on a Flora horse ranch. They paid, they paid for a fitness boot camp. Now, here's what they could have done with that money. Because, see, that money is designed for poor folks. And in Mississippi, you know, black folks are really suffering. This is what they could have purchased. They could have purchased a year's worth of child care for 920 families. They could have paid two twenty-two thousand seven hundred and four electric bills. They could have purchased a year's worth of diapers for eleven hundred and forty-five mothers. 
a year's worth of transportation stipends for 55 low-wage workers, 494 monthly rent payments, 446,820 meals, and they could have given cash assistance to 138,234 people, $170 a month uh, for a family of three for a full year. For a full year. So keeping with your point that you're making, and then when you look at this PPE money that, was, that, was, uh, that many black businesses didn't get, mm-hmm. they're, they're saying now less than 5% of the total black businesses in America got some of that bailout money. Aren't y'all tired? Now, I mean, I'm tired. They playing the okie doke on us, and y'all still running around talking about let's pray about it. Let's sing Kumbaya and we shall overcome. I'm done with that. That's why when y'all, y'all don't send me an invitation to come to your march. I'm telling you right now, I ain't coming. And then I'm going to talk bad about it. Because your march ain't doing a damn thing. Right now, there are more people dying in the black community from the COVID-19 virus. And you know who they testing? White folks. They don't give a damn that y'all dying. In fact, when the statistics came out that more black people was dying, what did Donald Trump and his administration do? Let's go back outside. Exactly. They opened up the community because they said, hey, ain't nothing but the niggas dying. Let's move around. Y'all don't get this. And until y'all get it, they're going to keep, you talking about the man with his foot on your neck? It's going to stay there. But we got to, but Dave, what's important here is we have to, we have to start having, dang, I can't believe I'm, I, I ain't going to say that. We got to, we have to figure out a way to, you, uh, to convalesce around, around this issue alone, just this issue, nothing else and make it happen we have to we got to take the top of the hour break robert is mad i'm mad and you sure as hell ought to be mad again the question i always ask what are we gonna do about it well i know what some of us ain't gonna do some of us gonna point that finger and let me say this to people i'm not pointing the finger at black folks I just want us to think. I just want us to take a minute and think. Just I want us to respond. Think. I want us to take. A, I want us to. Well, before you can respond, you need to take a minute and think. Just think. Are you tired? Are you really tired of seeing black men who look like you, look like your sons, look like your father, look like your uncle, look like your cousin, look like your auntie, your sister, your mother? Are you tired of seeing people who look like you die? If you are. Come on. If you are, come on. I ain't tired. Walk over here with me. I ain't tired. Because if you're tired, I will come out of retirement in this month. Radar is showing Godzilla is about 150 miles off the coast of Florida, moving towards Mississippi. I'm just saying. Jesus Christ. We're going to take the top of the hour break. We'll be back in a moment. It's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. I'm going to let Robert go get some water. I'm usually the radical one. But you see, y'all see, he's that, 
He's a quiet radical. They're the worst kind. No. No, no. No, not at all. Back in a moment. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to being a game changer and original. And to those who make it authentic, we say hello with the Founder Select Pizza, Old World Pepperoni, Sliced Italian Sausage, Mushrooms, on dough made fresh every day, and a sauce from the original Giamarco recipe. Hello to an Old World Original. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, Primo. Did you know that 9 out of 10 people like chocolate? And the 10th person always lies. If you're that 10th person, guess what? We've got the special place for you. It's Cocoa Bell Chocolates. Cocoa Bell's handcrafted artisan products inspired by southern desserts for a nostalgic taste. For yourself or for the perfect gift, give us a call at 501-943-7570. That's Cocoa Bell Chocolates. Find out more about our direct services and ordering at CocoaBellChocolates.com. Hey, have you heard of COVID-19? Yeah, but I heard black people can't get it, so I'm good. Well, that's absolutely not true. And everyone is at risk of getting and spreading COVID-19. I'm curious, what else have you heard? I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I hear if you spray bleach all over your body, you can kill the viruses that have already entered your body. Wow, that's also not true. Truth is, there's no way to kill the virus because there's currently no cure. What you can do is take preventative measures and wash your hands regularly. Practice social distancing, stay home if you're sick, and clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces. Noted. One more thing. So if I get the flu shot, that won't stop me from getting COVID-19? Correct. The flu shot can protect you from the flu. If you do begin to develop symptoms of COVID-19 like fever, dry cough, shortness of breath, call your doctor and find out if you should get tested. For more ways on how you can protect yourself and your family from COVID-19, visit ARMinorityHealth.com. Arkansas Minority Health Commission. Your health, our priority. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio. Every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. You got it. England and East Little Rock's answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Robert, I, I do want to play this, a little bit of this this, this interview. 
All right. I don't have a choice. You're going to torture me with it anyway. Yeah, I, I, it might just make you madder. I mean, I like, I, I mean, you're sexy when you're mad. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Will you stop? I, I do want to play a little bit of this because I think it's classic. It really is, and it speaks to just, I, I'm just going to let y'all hear it and y'all. Now, this is an interview that was done by Chris Cuomo last night with uh, Roddy Bryan and his attorney. Attorney, his name is pronounced Golf. Uh, uh, and, dude, if this, it was so bad that it was posted on, on YouTube by another law firm saying that this guy should lose his license. So you, check yes. this out. Hey, hold on, Chris. Um, you've been a prosecutor, yeah. and you can imagine that this prosecutor that's been in this case 24 hours, she's going to start throwing stuff around her living room if you start doing her job for her, okay? Because as good as you are, she'd probably rather do it herself. Uh, you, you, you know the, what we could talk about uh, without causing problems for anybody, uh, and I know you're trying, um, but th this man cannot be answering substantive questions about the case. And I... I if you feel that we've misled you in some way, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's not about misleading. Uh, it's about just being you, clear for the audience. Okay. I always believe that the best opportunity the media can give you is the opportunity to tell the truth in a way that helps you. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't know why you would dispute the notion of the man's presence yeah. at the situation, but that's fine. Let me move on. Uh, and you, uh, counselor, should weigh in whenever you feel like it. Um, so, Mr. Bryan, uh, how did you come to be in the car videotaping that day? You don't want to talk about that either. All right, so let's do this. You are afraid of the facts of this case, Counselor Wyatt. Sir, I'm not afraid of anything. And I'm certainly not, uh, with all due respect, sure. I I'm not afraid of you, but I respect you. And I respect you. Are you are a brilliant, very capable lawyer, and you are a, a, a brilliant, you are a very good prosecutor. Uh, and my client is a mechanic with a, a high school education, and mm. if you've ever been to the high schools around here, that's not necessarily saying much. Okay, mm -hmm. and I don't mind if the Board of Education doesn't like it. Uh, you know, I'm not their friend either. Okay, but uh, you can't be asking him questions about the substance of the evidence because, like I said, there's a young lady that's been in this case less than 24 hours who's going to be throwing stuff around her living room, and I don't want her mad at me, and I don't want her mad at my client. I understand. On the other hand, if you want to ask him, if you want to ask him about his experiences here, how he feels. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. And Let me ask him one question, I then I want to get back to you, Mr. Goff, because you have a sure. different latitude than he does. Sure, sir. Um, and just for the record, uh, I do not believe that a level of education is in any way commensurate with common sense or savvy or understanding uh, everything that you need to know about this case just through life experience. I want you to know that. I don't care that he only went to high school. Uh, plenty of people have done that and achieved great things, let alone know why the heck they were in a car videotaping something like this. But let's put it to the side. Mr. Bryan, what do you want the audience to know about uh, your role, your feelings, uh, and your sense of responsibility for this situation? Is that a multiple question, Chris? Mr. Goff, let him, under, let him answer it. I'm sure he'll do a good job. You can always answer it. You can, uh, you can amend after. Mr. Bryan. I would just like to say, first of all, I am very sorry to the family. Um, I pray for him every night as well as my own family. All right. Mr. Goff, 
Do you think that your client should be understood yes. as part of the altercation that day? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Not, at all. Not at all. Because? Because my client, my, my client has done nothing wrong here. He's committed no crime. Uh, and this is a horrible tragedy. This young man has lost his life. Uh, and you've seen the video. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, that just look, that, that's just, it's horrifying to watch. It's painful to watch, even for a, a former prosecutor like yourself. And I'm sure you've seen lots of grisly incidents. So this is a terrible matter. And some people are going to have to answer for what they did. But my client is not responsible for that. My client was unarmed. My client hasn't shot anybody. My client hasn't been in so much as a fist fight since she was in high school. And you can take a look at him. He's 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, uh, this is not a gentleman who's out there looking for a fight. Or I understand. For trouble. I understand. But uh, often, uh, of course, as we both yeah, know, again, okay. Mr. Goff, you're, I'm not putting your guy on trial. Okay? Um, that, that's not my job. My job okay. is this doesn't make any damn sense, this situation. Uh, and somebody wound up dead. And as we both know, oh, we uh, can, the smaller we, you we get, the agree, more likely you are that, that, the, to use a weapon uh, to make any kind of a show of force. So I don't care about the size of the people involved. It's about the size of their heart and the size of their brain. What I want to know is this. When you say that your client should not be considered as part of the altercation, uh, I'm assuming... He is not considered part of the altercation, okay. Chris. He I... is a witness, and that's all. That's all he's ever been. Okay, good. And I, and I will take that answer uh, as guidance until I hear any different from an investigative authority, which I have not. Um, now, the McMichaels seem to know him, but I want to give you a chance, Counselor. Uh, the fact that the McMichaels know Roddy or that Roddy knows them, why is it wrong to suggest, therefore, he knew about their intentions that day? There is no relationship whatsoever between Roddy and the McMichaels. Uh, and with all due respect, uh, while I'm not at liberty to go into all the details, but I don't think it's any secret uh, that the relationship between Roddy's fiance and the district attorney's office here, uh, it's utterly absurd to think that she would ever have any dealings with these people. You just don't understand, Chris. I mean, you That's why I'm talking to you. 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 I don't understand why no arrest was made. I don't understand why someone who accused themselves from the case uh, went out of their way to paint a false picture of the victim. Uh, but these are not questions for you to answer. But I don't want to impugn the character of a community or of the police force uh, other than to state curiosity at their inaction. And that's why this interview was so important. If it weren't for your client's tape, I don't know that anything would have happened here. Uh, and is that something, uh, let me go oh, back I th to Mr. I, I think you're right. Hold on. Let me go back to Mr. Bryan on that. Mr. Bryan, I hope you understand that your decision to videotape this may be what makes all the difference in the administration of justice in this case. Are you aware of that? Yes, sir. Uh, if there wasn't a tape, then we wouldn't know what happened. And how or do you feel about wouldn't. that? I, I would. Uh, I hope that it, in the end, brings justice to the family and peace to the family. Mm. Mr. Goff, audience is listening now. Yes, sir. Um, what do you want them to understand about why your client was where he was if it is not true 
that it was done in coordination with the McMichaels. Chris, I, I don't think it's any secret. My client lives in that neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He's at his house minding his own business, and I'm trying not to complicate anybody else's job. He's at his house minding his own business, and, and things happen, and in a matter of minutes, his life has been changed forever. And this family, the Arbreys, their lives have been changed forever. You know, uh, and it's sometimes difficult in these situations to, to see the bigger picture. Uh, Mother's Day was not pleasant for Roddy here. It wasn't pleasant for me either. It wasn't the Mother's Day I was hoping for. But at the same time, Roddy's going to have other Mother's Days. Mm. That is, if nobody takes a pot shot at him. But uh, the Arbery's will never be able to spend another Mother's Day with their son. Uh, so, you know, for them, this is, it's hard to imagine anything worse that could have happened. Uh, I'll get back to the fact pattern before we end. But let me ask you a couple of side questions because of your, okay. uh, your, yeah. your apparent uh, perspective on this place. Why do you think somebody might take a pot shot at your client? Because certain people out there, uh, for reasons that are not clear, are deliberately putting all kinds of misinformation out there to the extent, and I can't, I, I can't speak for the GBI, uh, but I'm sure that, that, that however well-intentioned that is hindering and hampering and impeding their investigation. Like what? There's so much distraction. Uh, the people out there that are talking about my client being some kind of vigilante, they're, they're conjuring up conspiracy theories that don't exist, uh, saying that my client was armed. Everyone knows he wasn't armed. That's never been an issue from day one. Mm. And, it, it, you know, why people would continue to put things out like that to suggest that somehow he's in cahoots with whatever's been going on uh, up on the third floor at the courthouse with the DA's. He's, he Look, Greg Big Michael worked for the DA's office mm -hmm. for many years, mm -hmm. and he was a Glynn County police officer before. My client does not have, quote, unquote, strong ties to law enforcement. He doesn't have ties to law enforcement. I got you. Uh, and since he's... Been in this since he's been in this relationship with this young lady, I can assure. So that's part of that interview. It goes on. <clears throat> There's a part in the interview that we that's not in this one uh, that asks why what instead of him filming the killing, why didn't he just call nine one one? And if you get a chance, that's the part that's really classic, because. He then says, the attorney, well, if he would have stopped filming, you wouldn't have had that, you wouldn't have had the video. Well, maybe had you dialed 911, Brother Arbery wouldn't be dead. But the question that needs to be answered, in my opinion, is how was it that you was behind them filming this? Number two, at the beginning of the interview, Cuomo asked him, and if you notice, Roddy didn't say much of anything. But he asked him an important question, which I think is significant. Why is it that the McMichaels, in their police report, stated that Roddy was behind us to block him? You get that, right? Mm -hmm. 
Why was Roddy, why would they say Roddy was behind us to block him? I'm just asking. Yeah. Now, there's another story because that Glenn County Police Department that they referred to. Let me see if I can find this quick story. Because what you're going to find out is that Glenn County Police Department, you, uh, you'll understand that they are corrupt as ever. And by the way, we need, we're going to call Mitch McConnell's office here in just a moment. Glenn po- County Police Chief, okay. three ex-officers booked into jail. Okay? Four indicted after investigation of narcotics unit cover-up. This is in Brunswick, Georgia. This is the same place where Ahmaud Arbery was murdered and two district attorneys recused themselves. Arrest warrants were issued, and the grand jury returned a 20-count indictment last Thursday on charges that they ignored evidence that an officer was consorting with a drug dealer were booked in the jail on Friday and Saturday. That says a lot about that police department. That says a lot about that area. Is that you you had the Glenn County police chief, and oh, by the way, there are pictures of the older McMichael at a Klan rally. Y'all can give him a pass all you want. But this dog don't hunt for me. I'm just saying, folks. I'm just saying. Now, before we continue that, because I want to make sure we get this in, we need to call Mitch McConnell's office. Why are we calling Mitch exactly? Because he basically told President Obama he needed to shut up when Obama came, uh, blasted Trump. Blasted Trump for the, uh, for the response for the coronavirus. coronavirus. Okay. So we need to call Mitch's office. I thought I had his number. I'll put, oh, here. Oh, no, it isn't. Here's what he says. Mitch McConnell, classless Obama, should have kept his mouth shut about Trump. Classless? Is that the now, word you use? Yes. Of all the people who have no class, it's Mitch McConnell. Your punk-ass grandparents own slaves. Part of the reason that you're rich is because of free labor. Now, look. Yeah, you know, I don't think you said that correctly. You should have said because of my ancestors' free labor. Exactly. So here's the bottom line, is that I thought it was important for us to call good old Mitch and leave something on his voicemail. And I'm going to give you his number, and I hope all of you who are listening to me will do the same. Because Mitch, if I wasn't on this show, I'd be cussing him right now because this man has done more to damage America than Donald Trump. And by the way, it was his father-in-law, Ship, that was pulled over by the Maritime Police loaded with cocaine. Hello? Did anybody get shot? No. Did anybody get arrested? No. Did we have any kind of judicial inquiry? 
No. Oh. Okay. okay. And it was barely in the media. So let me see here. Contacting Mitch McConnell. We're going to do this. I, I just have to do it. And then we'll get back to what we're talking about. Now, you all know that, hey, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Obama. He didn't do much for the black community. But he's a black man. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. And when you come for one of us, you got to come for all of us. And that's the point that's while the I'm point. doing this. That's the point. That's the point you're while I'm doing this. All of us, if you come, you all know one. I've been critical of Obama, and I'm going to continue to be critical of his his administration related to black people. But at the end of the day, Barack Obama is still a cool brother, and he one of us, and he one of us. And when you come for Barack, you come for all of us, and each no, and no, every. No, 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 no. Let's be clear now. That, no, let's not make this about that brother. If you come for a brother, you come for all of us. And when I say brother, sisters, I mean y'all too. I'm saying if you come for us, we coming back for you. That's the point. That's the motto here on this show. Okay. We come for us, we coming for you. So Mitch McConnell's number is 202-224-2541. And he's not going to answer because he's a coward. Okay? But every one of you all, and I'm going to also give you, tell you what, we're going to even call his Louisville office. We'll call his Louisville office. Okay? Wait a minute. 202 Oh, okay. I dialed the wrong number. Okay. 202 Let's see what we get here. Thank you for calling Senator Mitch McConnell's Washington, D.C. office. If you're calling between the hours of 8.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are currently experiencing a high volume of calls. If you are calling before 8.30 a.m. or after 6 p.m., our office is closed. You may also reach Senator McConnell online by visiting www.mcconnell.senate.gov. Please know that your call is very important to us. Thank you. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, yeah, this call is for Mitch McConnell. I'm not going to even give you the, the, uh, the decency to call you a senator because you're not a senator, okay? Now, let me just be clear with you. Don't tell Barack Obama to do anything. If anyone needs to shut up, it's you, Mitch, okay? If anybody needs to shut up, it's you. Barack Obama has more class in his discarded toenails than you have in your whole body over the, 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 the life of you living. So we're not going to have that, bro. America has had enough of people like you. You are a racist. It's clear you are a racist. And we ain't going to have that. And I'm pretty sure you've gotten plenty of calls. That's why you are, your people won't answer your phone. So I would tell you to have a nice day, but I hope you don't.
There you go. Call Mitch McConnell's office. Leave a voicemail. He's on Twitter. After the show, I will be tweeting him. He's the coward. Barack Obama can be a lot of things, but one thing I know about Barack, he ain't no damn coward. Nah. Okay? Ooh, that was painful. (laughs) He ain't no damn coward. Now, you know I'm upset when I'm defending Barack. We're not going to have this, man. We're not going to have this. I don't give a damn about Mitch McConnell. I don't give a damn about Donald Trump. They are racist. They've proven that they're racist. And again, when they come for one of us, they ought to come for all of us. And until we start doing this, notice, I didn't leave any threats. But you can call these people and let them know that you're not going to take any more of that. Flood his flood his phone. Flood it to the point where he can't get his decent messages. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of these white people in this country thinking that they own and run every damn thing. No, you don't. And as soon as more and more black people start standing up, the better it'll be for all of us. And that's black and white. Because there are some black, some white people who want to change this. I just need y'all to stand up a little bit more too. Don't run for a mod if you're white. Run to your white neighbor and your white friends who are racist and tell them, you're not my friend anymore because you're a racist. And then you know what they'll probably call you? A nigger lover. I'm just saying. I've had enough. Y'all need to get upset. Stop sitting around complaining and whining. Action, action, action. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need to quit, get off our butts. If y'all can go stand in line at a damn Burlington Coat Factory for eight for six hours, why the hell can't y'all do something in your own community? Some of y'all won't stand in line for 30 minutes to vote. But you'll stand in line at a Burlington Coat Factory for six hours at a TJ Maxx. What is wrong with y'all? Y'all crazy, man. Y'all are just crazy. I don't get this. By the way, 72 COVID positive after attending large event. So on Friday, April 24th, a whole lot of racist white folks, and you say, well, Dave, why are you calling them racist? How many Confederate flags did you see? If you fly on a Confederate flag, you are racist. End of story. There is no justification for you flying a Confederate flag. So if you are, you are racist. Okay, so those people who went to that event in Wisconsin, 
72 of them have got the virus now. You believe in the virus now? You need to quit picking on Barack, man. Leave Barack alone. I'm just saying. 855-525-5683. Also, shout out to all the people who are spending their money at black-owned banks. Major increase in black-owned banks. That's significant. Black-owned banks see a surge of applicants following protests against police (laughs) brutality. You see, that's how you can do this. See, I've told you all along, you listen to my sports show on Saturday, the weekly sports magazine. I've been saying this for years. The only way you're going to really hurt white people is in their pocketbooks. Remember, go back when the first stock exchange uh, crashed uh, uh, decades ago. Man, them folks were jumping out windows. Black people were like, yeah, and? The only way you're going to hurt them is in their pocketbooks. So that means you got to stop spending money with them. Start taking your money to black-owned banks. But more importantly, we can have a revolution and not fire one shot. Just simply look at what's going on. I read yesterday where another college is canceling some events at their college because you know why? They didn't get that money from March Madness. Oh, you mean those 75% of those black boys that was running up and down the court who were not getting paid one penny? Y'all didn't get that money, so now y'all got to cancel classes? You got to cancel events? You can't pay faculty because of that money that you didn't get for March Madness? Now, what should that tell black people? You know, I'm fascinated as I look at these kids, look, I ain't mad at you because you're signing a letter of intent. But what are you thinking right now, black parents? Here is the time to put your foot on their neck and squeeze. Oh, you want my child to come to your university? You want my five-star athlete to play for Louisville? When your representative is Mitch McConnell? You want my five-star child to play for Duke or North Carolina when you have police breaking into black people's homes and killing them? Dave, Dave. All you have to do is say, little Johnny, it's time for you to learn a lesson about history and culture. You're not playing for that school. Now, if you want to play, go to Southern. Go to Grambling. Go to UAPB, go to Tennessee State, go to Texas Southern, go to Alabama A&M. But I'll be damned if I'm going to send my black child, my superstar black athlete, to play for a white university and that white state don't get, if he's walking down the street, if he's jogging to work out so he can be good on the field, he has the potential to get his brains blown out. You want to stop this? See, y'all not serious. 
you really want to stop this? You don't have to fire one shot. All you got to do is say, Johnny shoot superstar athlete, you're not going to that school. It will stop overnight. You don't think so? Let me just refresh your memory. Remember the University of Missouri? Remember when those black, remember they had a guy, the president of the Black Student Union, who went on a hunger strike because of the racism that was going on on that campus. The University of Missouri has had some of the worst racism in the history of college campuses. It's not just Missouri. Oh, I know it isn't. But in this particular case, they, this man went on a hunger strike and those white officials basically told the black students to kiss their ass. And you know what? There were some conscious black brothers on the football team. And you know what they did? They said, well, you know what? If they're telling the black student unions to kiss their ass, how do they feel about us? So we're not going to play next week until our demands are met. Hello? It took seven days because when the University of Missouri realized that they were about to lose $10 million for one game and those players had decided that if this doesn't get resolved, we're not going to play for the rest of the year. They were going to forfeit about $30 million in proceeds, in revenue. They fired that dean in a heartbeat. They said, hey, bro, sorry. You got to kick rocks. So what I'm saying to you is not some panacea that I'm hoping will happen, that I'm hoping that there will be results. We've already seen what the results would be. Black athletes power these universities. They make billions of dollars for these universities. You don't have to fire one shot. Not a one. All you have to do is say, my black athlete. Remember, Mike Leach. Mike Leach just got hired at Mississippi State. And all while Mike Leach was at Washington State, Mike Leach was talking about how much he loved Trump. He goes to Mississippi State and he reposts a meme of a woman knitting a noose, a hangman's noose. And all Mississippi State said is that he needs to have some education. We're going to send him to the, the Civil Rights Museum so he'll understand the plight of black people. What the hell? You don't think he already knows the plight of black people? There was one parent who told his son that you will not be playing for Mike Leach, one of their star linebackers. His dad transferred him out. It wasn't until his dad transferred him out that the officials at Mississippi State said, hey, we're going to have to do something. I'm saying to you, you ain't got to fire one shot. Not one. Your cousin is playing for Alabama. Your cousin is playing for Florida. Your, your cousin is playing for Mississippi, Mississippi State, Missouri, Arkansas. It don't matter where they playing because 75% of the, 
of the people that play sports, the major college sports that are earning money are black. All you got to say is that, hey, your representative is Mitch McConnell. My son ain't going to Kentucky. My son ain't going to Arkansas, up in northwest Arkansas, where they got a, a sign up that says it's white country. What? You see? What? So before you say David and Robert is advocating violence, I am advocating violence. I'm trying to get you to be violent with your dollars. I'm trying to get you to be angry with your dollars. And your child is the new cotton. Your superstar athlete is the new cotton. You're, you're, you're picking and you're pruning that child to go work in the big house, which is college colleges across this country, so that they can become rich. Nick Saban makes $9 million a year. He can't make that money if he don't have black athletes. Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson, makes $10 million a year. He can't make that money without black athletes. The new coach that they just hired at Arkansas, he's making $4 million. He can't make that money without black athletes. So you want to have a revolution? You ain't got a fire shot, my brothers and sisters. All you got to do is keep your babies at home and spend your money with black folks. How bad do you want to be free? I, see, that's where I am now. How badly do you want to be free? Because, see, you think you're free. And then we have an Ahmaud Arbery getting murdered. And that it makes you cry because it reminds you that you're not free. But the sad thing about it, hell, you won't even do anything to be free. Until you start fighting back, you're going to keep getting murdered in the streets. Your children are still going to be the new cotton, going to juvenile, ended up in prison, being convicted of crimes that they didn't commit only because they're black. When are you going to get mad? No, don't get mad. When are you going to get angry? When are you going to get angry? That $600 million that Robert talked about, where's that money in the black community? Joe Biden can talk about the, the lift every voice initiative all he wants. Your sorry ass is the reason that so many black people are in prison. When y'all going to get mad? When you going to get angry? When you going to get angry enough? See, because see, I don't say mad. I say angry. Because, see, typically when you get angry, anger prompts you to move. Hello? When y'all going to get angry? I've been past angry. I'm now offering solutions. Y'all say, well, but Brother Dave, I see you and Robin on the show. I hear y'all. But what can we do? Hell, I just told you. Y'all, when, when they open up, man, it, it was car wrecks at Asian hair stores.
and they're killing your black brothers and sisters in China right now. Go and look at what's going on in Saudi Arabia. Did you know that slavery is still alive in Saudi Arabia and the slaves are Africans and they are still castrating black men? But you running to their stores buying their gas. The reason we keep being treated the way we are is because we don't respond. And until we do, it's going to continue. There should be a massive strike. Look, the reason they're sending, sending y'all ass back to work, because black people are the ones that's dying. They don't, they just, they've just shown you that they don't care about black people. The testing that they're doing is not happening in the black community. I've read story after story since this, this virus hit of black people going to the hospital, not feeling well, and guess what? They're sending them back home. Hmm? Hello? It's, it's kind of like being abused. Until that person that's being abused Stand up. And man, I know women who have been abused for years. But you know what they eventually did? They stood up. And they got out of their situation. They got out. They got out. Because they stood up. At what point? Are black people going to stand up? At what point are black people going to go to another black person and say, hey, my brother, I'm going to help you do this. I was looking at a video, Robert, this morning, and it was about a black woman who had started her business. And a friend of hers, a friend of hers went to her and said, hey, how did you do that? Can you help me? And the sister went on, well, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. You're going to be crying some days, going to have some good days and bad days. The sister didn't ask her all that. She asked her, how did you start your business? Ultimately, the, 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 the one who had the business never told her friend how to start a business. Maybe she didn't know how. Maybe she didn't start it herself. Maybe somebody else started it for her. It don't matter. You still could have said, okay, here's what I did. She just didn't know. I have so many people coming to me, man, I know you write grants. Man, if I had the money that I've given away in helping people write grants and those Negroes disappear, man, they don't offer you a penny. But you know what? Every time someone calls, I give them advice. Dave, can I have, can I have three minutes? Let's just need three minutes. <sighs> woosah. Yeah, take a woosah. Just need woosah. Three just three minutes. Only one three minutes. Man. Three minutes, Dave. Y'all done made me mad up in here. Somewhere, a sun below boys brown as rye play the dozens and ball. Jump in the air and stay there. 
Boys become new moons, gum dark on all sides, beg bruised blue water to fly, at least tide, at least spit back a father or two. I won't get started. History is what it is. It knows what it did. Bad dog, bad blood, bad day to be a boy, color of a July well spent, but here, not heaven, not earth. Boys can't recall their white shirt turned a ruby gown. Here, there is no language for officer or law, no color to call white. If snow fell, it fall black. Please don't call us dead. Call us alive someplace better. We say our own names when we pray. We go out for sweets and come back. No need for geography now that we're safe everywhere. Point wherever you please and call it home or church or sweet love. Paradise is a world where everything is a sanctuary and nothing is a gun. Here, if it grows, it knows its place in history. Yesterday, a poplar told me of old forests, heavy with fruit that I'd call uncle, bursting red pulp and set a fire, harvest of dark wind chimes. And after I fell, it kissed sap into my wounds. Do you know what it's like to live someplace that loves you back? There, I drowned back before once. There, I was a dead fish, the river's prince. There, men stood by shore and watched me blue. There, I knew how to swim but couldn't. There, I had a face and then I didn't. There, my mother stood over me and cried, open casket. But I wasn't there. I was here by my own water singing a song I learned somewhere south of somewhere worse. But that was when direction mattered now. Everywhere I am is the center of everything. I must be the Lord of something. What was I before? A boy, a son, a, a warning, a myth. I whistled, now I'm the God of whistling. I built my Olympia downstream and you're not welcome. Trust, the trip will kill you. We earned this paradise by a death we didn't deserve. And I'm sure that there are other here's somewhere for every kind of somebody, a heaven of brown girls braiding on golden stoops. But, but somebody prayed we'd rest in peace. And here we are, in peace, whole, all summer. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Amanda Seals who lit Justin Timberlake's ass up. You see, that's what I'm talking about. That was De Danae Smith. Much love. That's what I'm talking about is that too many of these white people love our culture, but they don't love us. They want to dance and wiggle. They want to screw our women. They want to screw our men. But they don't love us. Okay? They don't love us. I'm sorry. I don't have the capacity to love somebody who doesn't love me. I'm sorry, I'm not perfect like y'all. I don't have the capacity to love my enemy who wants to kill me. I, I just don't. And I'm, you know what? And I am thankful 
that I don't have that capacity. I don't, I, I, I as a black man, I don't want that capacity. You get that, right? I want the fire that's burning in my soul to continue to burn for my people. And if you hate me for that, you know what? That ain't a you th me thing. That's a you thing. Because, see, I desperately love my people. This is why I've been doing this on this show for almost five years. I could be anywhere in the country. I could be on any radio show. I've been in this business 35 years. This is why when you listen to this show, many of you all say, I've never heard a show like that. Because I'm a professional in this business. But I choose to be here. I choose to work for a black man, J.C. Love, who decided to step out on his own faith and start his own black business so that we could have something of our own. I'm not perfect like y'all. But I tell you what, I'm tired of my people getting murdered in the streets. Whether it's a black person that does it or a white person that's done it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of a death by a thousand cuts. I'm tired of it. I'm not perfect like y'all. And I don't mean to get upset, but you know what? Yes, I do, because I'm tired. And I ain't apologizing. And every time this happens, you want to you wanna bastardize the person's name. What angers me is a young lady who was killed in Louisville. She was an EMT. She was out trying to save people's lives. And y'all try to pretend like she, would, she had done something wrong. It was her fault. And not one police officer has been arrested. Not one police officer has stood trial. Right here in Little Rock, you have 80% of the white police that don't even live in Little Rock, and they have the unmitigated gall to try to dictate what black people do here with their vote. Y'all ought to be just as tired as I am, brothers and sisters. Y'all ought to be just as angry as I am. You would, you would tend to think that all the prayers that you all have been offering up, that at some point, some of them would have been answered. Well, let me ask you a question. Either you praying to the wrong God or you're praying the wrong prayer or the prayers ain't working. And I would probably choose the latter. If they didn't work for 400 years, what makes you think they're going to work now? You can get mad at me all you want. But instead of getting mad at me, understand what I'm trying to say to you, my brothers and sisters, that we have to take our own destiny into our own hands. No one can save us from us, for us, but, but us. us. That, ought to be, that ought to be obvious now. They don't want to educate your children. Let me give you an example. So in the state of Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee pushed and tried to get a voucher program passed in the legislature, the Republican legislature. He did. Now, first of all, 
Why is he trying to create another form of education when the public school system, not just in that city, but across the country, is suffering? Well, I'll tell you why. He don't want white kids going to school with black kids. So the Tennessee Supreme Court issued an injunction and said, no, you cannot take public money for vouchers. This is an old song, brothers and sisters. But you know what Bill Lee did? He said, we're going to do it anyway. You get that, right? So if they really cared about your children, why are they running away from the school system and trying to start their own? You would tend to believe that they would bring those resources back and educate all of us, all of our children. They don't care about you. They don't care about your children unless he can run a 10 flat hundred or he can run a 4240 or he can shoot threes with his eyes closed. That's the only reason they care about your kids. That's the only reason why these white Catholic, these white uh, Protestant and Catholic schools, they are giving your kids scholarships. They're not doing it for academics. They're doing it because he's an athlete or she's an athlete. And they'll come to your communities and they'll say, and I saw this up close and personal when I was play-by-play -play for Montgomery Bell Academy, which was a white private school. Saw this up close and personal. They go into the black communities of Nashville and they say, hey, uh, we'll give your kid a scholarship if you bring him to our school and we're going to guarantee you he's going to get a good education. See, that's the lie that they tell you. They don't give a damn about his education. They want him to score touchdowns to slam buckets. And we fall for that okey-doke. What would happen if black people started sending their children to their own black schools? How quickly would white people run back to the public schools? You see, brothers and sisters, I can give you evidence, evidence, evidence of why America was never great for black people and it never will be for black people. If you want something in this community, in this country, then it has to be taken. You get your freedom by letting your enemy know that you're willing to do anything to be free. Then and only then will you be free. Martin Luther King understood that to some extent. They just didn't take it far enough. I'm looking for this quote from Abraham Lincoln. I, I need people to understand where I'm coming from. They just didn't know. They just didn't do enough. Because, see, those people were willing not to go to work, not to ride their buses, not to go and clean their homes. These white people just told you that even though there's been a thousand people that have have tested positive in an, in, in, in one of these plants, that you still got to go back to the plantation. We don't care that y'all dying. You got to go back to the plantation so you can continue to wait, make white massa rich. And what do y'all do? You just line up and march on back. You just line up and you march on back. You see, if we were a people that was together, 
then if if our black churches would say, okay, this is a bigger picture here. We need to make sure that we're going to take care of our folks. We're not going to buy into any conspiracy theories that some black people are doing right here in Little Rock, some black ministers. We're simply going to say, hey, here's what our, our, our goals are. Here's what we want. And if we don't get it, then we're not sending our children to your schools. We're not going to your factories. We're going to take care of one another. Can I, can I have a second? You're irritating me, Robin. I'm on a roll. Okay, just past the butter. But go, go right ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go okay. right ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Now, I just got to read this because I need people to understand where we are. You ready? <clears throat> it says, though Lincoln argued that the founding father's phrase, all men are created equal, applied to blacks and whites alike, this did not, this did not mean he thought they should have the same social Woo. And political rights. Woo. Who, who, who said that? Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. His views. The became, guy who freed the slaves. Who freed the slaves. His views mm. became clear during an 1858 series of debates with his opponent in mm -hmm. the Illinois race for U.S. Yep. Senate, yep. Stephen Douglas. Yes, he did. The, who the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Did y'all study that in school? They didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Who had accused him of supporting Negro equality. In the fourth debate at Charleston, Illinois, on September 18, 1958, Lincoln made his position clear. And I quote, I will say, I will say then that I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races. He began going on to say that he opposed blacks having the right to vote, to serve on juries, to hold office, and to intermarry with whites. What he did believe was, like all men, blacks had the right to improve their condition in society and to enjoy the fruits of their labor. In this way, they were equal to white men. And for this reason, slavery was inherently unjust. But hold on, there's more. Like his views on emancipation, Lincoln's position on social and political equality for African Americans would evolve over the course of his presidency, they say. In the last speech of his life, delivered on April 11th, 1865, he argued for limited black suffrage, saying that any black man who had served the Union during the Civil War should have the right to vote. That was mighty white of him. It's mighty weight of all of us, but the thing is, is that we have to understand where we are in this country. You can't win a game if you don't know the rules by what you're playing. Hello. You can't win. We're not trying to win this game. That's we why I tell you to read game. the Constitution. We got to win this game. I'm telling you, folks, this is some real stuff here. So y'all wonder why y'all get these good jobs. But guess what? You ain't got no political and or social power. Now, is this not fitting, Dave? Yes, it is. He said, hey, you know what? If you can get out there and get it, good luck to you. But let me tell you something. When it comes to everything else, you ain't equal to us in no damn way at all. And they tr they show us every day. Yes, Maybe, let me, I need to read that to them one more time because I don't think they got that. Is that going to be your quote for the day? 
Now I gotta quote George Washington, the, the oh, first president. Right. This is George Washington week. It says, "I say then," he said, uh, "I say then that I am not, nor ever have been, in favor of bringing about any in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races." He began by going on to say that he opposed blacks. What's up, Marzer? Having the right to vote, to serve on juries, to hold office, and to intermarry with whites. What he did believe was, like all men, black had the right to improve their condition of society and to enjoy the fruits of their labor. In this way, they were equal to white men. And for this reason, slavery slavery was inherently unjust. But the thing is, if you ain't got social, if you don't have social and political power, <laughs> dude, it's over. It's over. We got to wrap the show up. Oh, you're, you're going first. I need to, oh, man, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm just too, ex, I'm just too excited. I'm going to give you two James Baldwin quotes. <sighs> okay. Okay. We can agree and still love each other. Unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. That's the quote that ends it all for me. Because at the point that you start saying that I'm not a man, then we can't agree on Jack. The last one. I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. Hello. All right. It's George Washington, your, your, your president, your founding father. He said, war, an act of violence whose objective is to constrain the enemy to accomplish our will. Hey, peace and love, black folks. Spend money in your own community. If you don't, nobody else will. Peace. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com. <laughs>